I'm Kristen, and this is the Explorer in You podcast. Now, what I've discovered after visiting five continents and some amazing places is that the greatest thing standing in your way of seeing the world is what you believe is possible. I believe that travel is for everyone on any budget, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So this podcast is all about unlocking the Explorer in you. You'll hear stories from people who will inspire you to set big travel goals and show you how to achieve them. Let's explore. Have you ever fantasized about quitting your job, selling everything you own, and traveling around the world? Well, that's exactly what Hina and Jason did. My guests today set off on their year abroad, but 133 days into their journey, COVID-19 hit. Now, they were in Colombia, and they've been there ever since. This hasn't stopped them from continuing to create great content for Confusion of Cultures, their blog that's dedicated to culture-inspired travel. As you'll hear today, their passion for celebrating and capturing what it's like to be immersed in other cultures really shines through. On today's show, they share some of their best advice and tips for enjoying local culture and how to be a responsible traveler. They also talk about the negatives and the positives of being on lockdown in a foreign country. Now, I just love their blog because they really care about supporting local communities. This was my first time interviewing two people. They're one of the loveliest couples, and I loved my chat with them. I know you will too. Enjoy. Hi, Hina and Jason. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having us. Super yeah. excited to be here. So I thought we would start with you sharing a little about how Confusion of Culture started, um, your journey as travel bloggers so far. Sure. Well, we've well, been. <laughs> where do you start? Where do you start? Well, we've been together for 13 years now, and um, we share the same passion: um, traveling and exploring places. Um, and initially, um, during our travels, we really focused on, I know, like visiting the most amazing places, taking photos of the must-visit sites, and you know, the focus was really uh, sort of being tourists in a way. Um, I just remember our first um, sort of trip together it was to Luxor wasn't in Egypt yeah. and um, we you know, were absolutely blown away by the history there and the landscapes having said that we still sort of focused a lot on let's take amazing photos make sure you know we've got Karnak temple in and eating and drinking but it was I would say over um, you know, a number of years when we started traveling elsewhere that we sort of there was an organic shift into let's take a step back let's slow down and Let's really see what's going on in the cities and there's places that we're visiting. So you know, we really started enjoying people watching a bit more. Um, we love sitting in cafes in Paris and watching the world go by. Um, I remember that beautiful afternoon we had on Galata Bridge where we just enjoyed looking at um, just fishermen getting on with their day and having a banter. Istanbul, wasn't it? Istanbul, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I think you know, those kind of experiences really enabled us to get a better understanding of what local cultures and, you know, and the life, people's life were. Yeah, I guess it kind of, it, it almost naturally then pushed us into being slightly different travellers. Mm -hmm. So as you're sitting there kind of watching people get on with their lives, you, you naturally start to wonder a bit more about you know, what is it, what, what are they up to, where are they going, mm -hmm. what are their traditions, their habits, mm. their cultures generally. And I think then that kind of pushed us into thinking, well, maybe we want to actually experience these places a bit more than just 
pass through and visit and take a list of photos. Right. Um, so then I guess if you add that with, with our own, like our own personal family histories as well, um, you know, we've got quite a mixture of cultures mm. going on around our, our close and extended family. So I've got um, my mum, my mum's white English, um, my dad's from Mauritius, uh, I've got extended family members from all over the world, Europe, Asia and Africa. So it's kind of made for some <laughs> interesting and quite fun parties over the years. Um, yeah, it, it's his family's like the United Nations. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, and I, I come from India and I moved um, to the UK nearly two decades ago. So I had a, an incredible experience of just adapting and learning a new culture altogether. I guess so. I guess going back to where, where confusion of cultures came from, it was basically we were, I don't really tell this story much, so I have to try and remember, but I think we were having dinner with... Um, your nan's also. My nan, yeah. was it, yeah. With a, with a small part of this rather diverse family that we had. So uh, British, Indian, French, Italian, I think. And there's only six people in yeah. the room. <laughs> um, so we're just talking generally about how much we love this kind of mixture mm. of cultures in our own family. Um, but mainly how important it is and how positive it is for the world to have kind of different cultures going mm. on and working together. So naturally, after a few glasses of wine, which is tend to where we kind of make most of our life choices, <laughs> um, right. we got all the more best creative. ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got more and more creative, and I think it was my nan actually, my grandmother, mm. that come up with the phrase of. Um, well, I don't think she invented it, but she came it up for us and she said. Well, you've got such a confusion of cultures going on in your lives, you know, mm. which, and then that's exactly where it's stuck. Essentially, I guess, confusion of cultures is a celebration of mm. the world's cultures, the mixture of cultures, um, and how they all work and blend together to make the world much more interesting, much more colourful, mm. and much more of an awesome place to, mm. to kind of explore, I guess. Leave it to the probably wisest person in the room, yeah. you know, your grandmother yeah. to <laughs> come up with the name. <laughs> I know it helps that she's a writer as well. So she's quite mm. creative. Oh, lovely. You should really credit her, haven't we? Yeah. We haven't been credit her for the <laughs> Yeah, you gotta shout out grandma because um, it's a big deal. You know, I've read your blogs and obviously I follow you on Instagram and you are able to really capture being immersed in the cultures. And I think that's why I like your, your writing so much and always I'm excited for a new post um, because it really feels like you're giving us that authentic experience from that, from that little, little like peek behind the curtain, kind of like this is a day-to-day -day moment as opposed to like the bigger, like, oh, I'm in front of the Eiffel Tower and you know, what, what we can typically get probably anywhere, right? Um, with the more popular experiences. So really appreciated that about your, um, your blog. So was there a specific moment when you both knew that you wanted to leave your nine to five and like travel the world for a year? And, and what did that moment look like? Mm, I guess, yeah, it's probably been a series of moments mm, okay. over the past few years. Um, I mean, everyone talks about it, I think, generally, and mm. thinks about it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of built up a bit over the years. I think because we're, well, where we lived in the UK, in London before this, before uh, uh, travelling, um, the society you live in there is generally you're expected to work really hard um, and only really have time off for a year. 
um, to actually, you know, let your hair down, explore and enjoy yourself. And I guess we've always questioned why, you know, why, why does it have to be that way around? Mm. Um, shouldn't we live our lives and enjoy our lives as much as we can? And maybe, yeah, okay, we have to earn money because you have to earn money to spend money to be able to travel. But if you don't expect to spend loads of money when you're traveling, you don't necessarily have to earn as much right. in life. Um, so we decided a few years back that we just want to take a year out and sort mm. of try this lifestyle, this lifestyle. So a year out for us, you know, career break, sabbatical, gap year, whatever you want to call it. But we always thought, well, why, why should that kind of extended travel experience be just for when you're in those kind of student gap year age brackets? You know, mm -hmm. it's something we've written about recently. Um, it's not just for those kind of people, it's for everyone. You know, if you want to, you can, you can afford to, then great. So we were initially going to just take that, that one year out in 2021. We got all excited with, you know, the planning of where, where, should we, where in the world should we go? How much is this going to cost? What do we want to see, do and experience? And then naturally being fairly, I guess, slightly impatient, maybe. <laughs> we thought, well, why wait until 2021? So again, after a, a glass of wine or two, we thought, well, let's just, let's just do it next year. Let's do it in 2020. Mm. Mm. And that's kind of been an interesting position yeah, for other reasons. Yeah, we're kicking ourselves. Why the hell did we put it forward? We could have just stayed with 2021. Yeah. Um, but although sort of coronavirus has, you know, put a halt on our travels, mm. um, it's given us an opportunity to reflect on the four months of travel we've had. And um, I think it sort of reconfirmed uh, our decision in a way that, we prefer this. <laughs> we don't want to go back to doing nine to five job. The thought of getting on London Underground every day—it's yeah, it's very off putting. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, it was never that specific sort of a moment. Um, it was like some years of discussions, and then I think travel this year that sort of confirmed. Yeah, people want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Right you kind of put a, an actual deadline on it and that probably helped like make it happen. Yeah. One of our blogs is called uh, comfort blankets. Um, and without kind of spoiling it too much, essentially it's about what stops people from making these kind of decisions in life and choices in life to think, well, actually this is what I want to do. What's stopping me from doing it. Um, and that is one of the first things that we kind of look at and explore. I think it's like, well, if you want to do it, when are you going to do it? And then work backwards to how you're going to do it. Right. Yeah, I actually read that blog and um, I'll link it in the show notes. That way people can um, go and read it too, because it was really helpful in breaking down the steps of what does that look like? Because that's such a big dream, I think, to accomplish. I'm going to go travel the world for a year. But what was nice in your blog was it's like, oh, here's the actual steps of what I have to do. Yeah, just our thought process, which is, I guess, what we try to do. And a lot of our writing is just share our thoughts. Really. So I know that you did start your journey um, to travel for a year abroad, and then COVID hit a couple hundred days into it. And then, so what's it been like on lockdown in a foreign country? Um, it's, it's been <laughs> it's been an interesting. I would put it as a roller coaster ride of highs and lows. It's, you know, what is six hours difference between here and the UK, and then ten and a half hours between here and India. So. No, no, unless I want to wake up my family and friends at wee hours in the morning. Um, it's quite difficult to just, you know, 
that was only cool and chat. Um, and I guess also like having a glass of wine at 11 in the morning, our time isn't usually a, a good idea. Yes. Um, so socialising generally is, is quite tricky. And that's, I think, been quite important for most people, maintaining those relationships. Yeah. So when you're trying to connect with people who are time zones away, it's pretty, sounds like it's pretty challenging. Yeah, it's been a bit tricky. Um, and also it's been frustrating that we've not been able to really explore this city in Medellin um, because um, it was one of the cities that I particularly wanted to spend more time in. And only I had a little imagine I'll be spending four months just moving flats around just to get a bit of change so that has been a little bit frustrating um yeah the strict lockdown here hasn't it yeah I think there's like the whole point of a lockdown is to create distance between yourself and the, the virus right but I think when the reality is that it removes you from from the reality of what it can actually do to people and is doing to people around the world so from experience you know losing losing people you know to the virus is when it can really kind of hit home about actually this, this is what it does. Um, and I think it's during those times that we've found that it's really important just to talk to each other about, you know, our anxieties, our feelings, concerns. And ultimately that's helped, you know, bring us closer um, than ever before, I guess. Um, but also it's just really good for your mental health just to, mm. just to talk about these things. I guess the flip side to all that though is as with most people we're kind of learning new skills you know there is, there is a positive to having too much or some time on your hands that you didn't have before um yeah. i started so a podcast yeah yeah so we're, we're writing a lot obviously mm. but uh and i guess most of the world is in the same place we're cooking a lot more mm. um variety of food so you guys are in colombia in medellin it look like there in terms of the lockdown hmm. um so i guess in the early days we thought it was they were quite well you know well organized in that it was quite clear when you can go out when you can't go out but generally i think other than those kind of physical restrictions everyone that we walk past in the street just seems to be quite happy and friendly still um i think initially you know when, when people were getting used to wearing their masks you have to do here out and about it was all everyone was a bit concerned and a bit you know I guess anxious about engaging with and saying hello and even making eye contact with people wearing masks. So it sounds like it's kind of similar to here um, people are just adjusting to wearing masks being normal and being distant from people being the new normal. Yeah I, I think we, we we chose to we, we made a choice to stay here because at the time um, we realized it started getting a bit you know, this is actually quite serious, this COVID mm. thing. Um, we, we had to make a choice as to whether we jump on a flight back to the UK um, or that we stay out in Colombia or, or anywhere else in the world, I guess. Um, and what part of Colombia do we go to for? So we, we were actually, we we're going to be heading here to Medellin anyway. Um, so we just figured, well, let's weigh it all up a bit. We, you know, we haven't actually got a job to go back to in the UK um, because we left that for the year. Um, the UK is generally quite colder <laughs> and a bit more miserable in early March when this was. Um, it's cheaper to live here. It's generally a lot warmer and sunnier and everyone's happier. So we thought, well, not knowing how long this is going to go on for, let's, let's stay in, in this part of the world and see what happens. Hmm. Sounds like a good call. Your travel blog, it's focused on traveling in a way that really appreciate and celebrates different cultures. 
And you talked a little bit about why that's important to you, but maybe if you can expand on that a little bit more, why that's so important to both of you. Um, yeah, so naturally we're kind of, we're, we're from two different cultures um, ourselves. We've learned a lot about each other's backgrounds and cultures over the years. And I think that that personal experience has then led us to want to experience culture in, in its own way across the world, but also to to share and encourage other people uh, to, to learn and experience mm. those same things. Um, writing uh, is, is one way of doing it. Using social media is a brilliant way of doing it um, as well. So ultimately we want to try and do, I guess, if you wanted to try and quick list is, is raise awareness of what culture is um, and what and how different cultures work quite well together across the world. Um, we want to share positive experiences of cultures blending and working and mixing mm. together around the world. Um, it happens fantastically in London, uh, as, mm. a, as an example. Um, but it also happens very well in, in Mexico as a whole. You know, there's so many different cultures that come together in one place. Um, we want to encourage people to travel to places, to new places, but quite specifically with a purpose to gain a better understanding of local culture. Um, not to necessarily just, though it is quite good to take just a list of photos. You know, we take photos as well, they're important memories, uh, but actually there's an opportunity there to get to know and understand what's going on locally. Um, and I guess lastly, we really want to focus on using things like social media and our website to, to grow an international network, um, essentially where people who are like-minded and interested in culture can shout about their own experiences, their own cultures, their own travel and journey, you know, journeys and stories to ultimately kind of get this, I guess, a snowball effect that people are actually more interested in the cultures in local places than they would have been before. Right. Like creating this sort of like-minded community of people who are really interested in learning about other people, places, culture, and then, so like most of us, you guys are currently um, in lockdown. And so I think our listeners would be really interested to know how to continue to learn about local culture. And so do you have any tips about how they can continue to have experiences when you're sort of limited geographically? I think you guys would be great to talk about this because you are about exploring locally and that's what a lot of us will need to do right now because we can't go too far sure i mean if, if i was to just say what we're doing and then jason maybe you can talk about some tips and suggestions yeah, yeah. Um, so, and so we're sort of trying to shop locally we've been at the golf sort of avocado farmers and um, we sort of you know go on a little bike every day and we go and you know purchase the produce from them just trying to get some interaction going um buying you know, a bit of street food i mean colombian street food is amazing it's like fried goodiness so it's pretty good um and then also just like um you know saying hello to people um in the street when walking past um make some you know sort of good connections um people live in our block of flats as well because we've chosen to li uh, live in a local neighborhood rather than hotel chain so that sort of gives us an opportunity to meet other people um who live here most of the time of the year and um yeah just reading about um other cultures you know where we might head next 
and um, I think making contact with other bloggers mm. that's been great because the places that we're planning to go to uh, or were planning to go to now we can't because of this ghastly disease you know, we're still learning about um, that culture so when we do eventually go um, we know enough about it so that, that has been quite nice I guess that's how we've met you yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, I feel the same way. It's been so amazing to reach out to and meet other travel bloggers because I know for myself, just talking about travel is kind of filling that void. Um, you know, other passionate travelers of not actually being able to go. Um, and it's been great to form that like community with other, other people. And like you're saying, um, there are a lot of places that I haven't been. And so to sort of get that information now, it's like, okay, when, when, when the green light goes on, you know, you'll be ready with all the information and to go. The internet is full of, uh, great information. I mean, there is some useless information out there as well, but generally that, you know, there are travel, travel bloggers like ourselves who are all about the shouting about our experiences in the hope that we can encourage other people to sort of pick up uh, that interest in what right. we're doing and maybe go and experience it for themselves. So I guess when it comes to what other people can do is keep reading, you know, keep building those relationships with people on social media is quite important. Essentially, the word social in social media is an important thing to remember. Um, most most of our experience has been quite positive, you know, reaching out mm. to other travel or culture bloggers and asking them more information about this place or your experience. They're more than happy usually to to respond and give you an answer. Um, but I think generally, and I think we, and this is something we're learning more and more as we, we travel, is that we need to remember that everywhere in the world has culture. Like the culture will vary completely, you know, across the world. but. Just because you're at home in your local neighborhood doesn't mean that there is no culture to go and learn about. Um, like it's, it's everywhere. You look around, you think about the habits that you've got yourself. Is that related to culture? Is it other people? Your neighbors may have, may have their own habits, the food you're eating and the kind of music you're enjoying, um, the religions you might follow. It's all kind of quite possible to still learn and experience culture locally on your own doorstep. Um, for your neighbours, your local communities, your friends and family, which again is just all very good practice, like you said, when that green light comes on and you can start moving around the world a bit more. Yeah, and you guys just p- published a blog, I think it was about Mexico and how yeah. it's a, a melting pot. And, um, you know, if you're lucky enough to live in sort of those culturally diverse mm. areas, like I live near in the Bay Area, it's very diverse. I totally agree with you that there are cultures right within five minutes of you that you can explore if you're lucky enough to live in a, a diverse area. So that's something to consider. Like you're saying, culture is kind of all around you. You just kind of have to look for it. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, you know, even your own culture is something you might not have been so aware of in the past that you could look a bit into and, you know, why do I do this? You know, is that because it's been a tradition in the family for years or, Maybe this is because, you know, my, my grandparents were interested in teaching me this or whatever it may be, you know, people can look inward as well. Right. Yeah. I love that. You can just learn more about, you can do like a 23andMe or an Ancestry.com. <laughs> <laughs> learn all about your heritage. Exactly. <laughs> you guys write about traveling responsibly. So what does that mean to you? And what are some ways that listeners can be responsible travelers? 
Sure. I mean, over the number um, number of years of our travelling, we um, sort of questioned ourselves, didn't we? As in, how can we travel um, with an intention of leaving uh, or making some positive impact on the cultures and countries that we go to? So what we've done is we've created a whole list of things um, and we're including that as part of a travel tips page where, uh, you know, and you feel the listeners can go and explore and, and if there are any specific um, you know, sort of tips about that local area, then we've included that too. Um, so we covered culture, economy, environment, all different mm. sections in there, because you know, it, re- it is really important to us. Um, for example, culture-wise, you know, just, just being aware of uh, where you're going, reading about it, reading about the laws in that country, um, I think it itself will enable travellers to be a bit more respectful towards mm. that culture and I guess it will give you that confidence to learn a bit more about it um, and immerse into it a bit more I don't know comfortably rather than just arriving somewhere so, say for example if you go to Gujarat or Kerala in India you know alcohol is uh, prohibited there so you know you, you don't want to come across really or in awkward situation asking for alcohol and being told oh actually no you know yeah let's do shots <laughs> yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Might not go over very well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I guess there's also, so if you look Mm. at the economy, the local economy, and ultimately you are there spending money. So it's just thinking about where you can, where your money ends up. Like, can you, can you stay in a combination that is owned and run by someone locally? Or can you avoid staying in an international hotel chain that the money will just leave the country straight away as soon as it leaves your bank account? Can you buy local goods in shops? Um, again, try and avoid it in those kind of large chains. There are times when you can't avoid it, which is obviously completely understandable. Um, but wherever possible, just thinking, where does this this dollar or this pound end up at the right. end of the day? What kind of impact is it having? Yeah, um, I mean, things like using local guides, you know, um, they, at the end of the day, they're, they're from the local area. They have that knowledge that you won't necessarily get elsewhere. Um, and they will then be benefited within their own local community mm. because the money will stay there. Right. Um, and one thing I, I kind of try to always remember as well is it's quite important just to think about when you're booking that holiday mm. or that trip, whatever it may be, is to get travel insurance. <laughs> I'm not going to try and sell you travel insurance right now, but essentially <laughs> if you can be less of a burden on local resources um, by having suitable insurance in place, if something goes wrong, then it's just good to plan that way. Mm. Um, and it's something particularly aware of in Colombia with the healthcare system here being a bit stretched, uh, stretched yeah mm. and wow that's actually I would not have thought of that that's a great point um, and in just sort of environmentally um, exploring places on foot um, it's great for exercise but also you get to see so much more than you would if you were just in a I don't know a car driving around mm. um, also trying to use public transport a bit more I and mean, we've been doing that um, great yeah <laughs> it's so entertaining as well <laughs> oh i bet there's um colorful vibrant buses in central america yeah it's a whole culture <laughs> yeah culture. Party bus, yeah and yeah, I mean, just doing things that you usually would do in terms of reducing carbon footprint that you know we do at home, just using or saying no to plastic bags, um, recycling wherever possible. Um, and I think lodging wise, we've been quite mindful of that. We haven't done that 
prior to our travels, but just trying to see if you can find eco-friendly lodging options. Um, and, and again, there's a list of questions we've actually um, included in our travel tips page. I think, okay, but what does that mean? Because, you know, it's easy to say that, pick eco-lodging option, but then mm. what does that entail? So there's a bit more information on that as before. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, that way readers can just pop on over and get that. So how do you think COVID-19 will impact the future of travel? And in general, do you see potential ways for us to travel differently? I think there's, there's two ways of looking at it. There's the short term and there's long term travel uh, that is going to be impacted in different ways. So I think over the next year, which is what I would say is short term, people will probably be traveling less far. They won't want to sit on an aeroplane for 10 hours wearing a mask. So they're probably, again, it's just an assumption. I think that people will be more interested about staycations as it's called. So traveling within your own country or going out and about and experiencing your own city, or maybe at a push continent. So traveling in and around Europe as an example. Um, longer term, I think that it will be able to open up a bit more. Um, there'll be longer distance travel that people are more interested in doing. I'm not saying that everyone will be against long distance travel, but it will be a bit more of a, an interest for people over the longer term. So I think what it means is that, I mean, so many businesses in the world are reliant on income from tourism, which they are all struggling with at the moment because there are no tourists or travelers. So I think we can all be a bit mindful about that as to when we are traveling again, you know, like we were just talking about where and how can we spend our money to make sure that those businesses still exist in another five years time so that other people can experience those places. Um, but also if people are choosing not to travel so far away, um, it doesn't mean you can't still, I guess, nurture local tourism in your own area so that again, people can still experience it in future. Um, so things like, again, thinking about how you're spending money. If you are going to go and stay um, in a little cottage in the middle of England, for example, is it locally owned? Um, can you buy from the local farm, for example, those businesses going? So again, it's just about thinking about the future as responsible travellers. I think something we're considering as well, aren't hmm. we? So as soon as sort of inland transports um, sort of reopens in Colombia, we would like to sort of ex explore a bit more outside Medellin. And I think that way you can still continue to travel um, and stimulate your brains. Um, um, but yeah, we're hoping that's what people would do. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like a hmm. re reversal, you know, everything kind of shut down and then hopefully things will incrementally open back up and someday we'll be able to <laughs> go where we want. Yeah, one day. So um, what's next for both of you? I mean, you're in Colombia now, and do you know how long you'll be there, or do you have a sense of, of that? The government has announced that um, they're going to reopen international flights on the 1st of September. We're planning to move to another flat just for change of scenery so that's like the next step in the next two weeks uh, but yeah i think till the first of september we're definitely going to be here and as soon as the international flights are um, available for us to book we're going to book the first flight out of this country somewhere in the Caribbean. glorious sunshine by the sea on an island um yeah did you say somewhere in the caribbean yeah, yeah. 
yeah that's what we're planning to oh, head nice to. yeah hopefully they will allow us amazing <laughs> and a completely different culture altogether yeah. from where we've been uh, in the past couple of months anyway yeah so, yeah. so yeah that's what we're hoping um yeah to do next fingers crossed for you that sounds lovely <laughs> excellent excellent yes no we're really hopeful um and then just continue to write our you know, culture inspired travel tips and blogs and stories and experience that we've been doing you know hoping to do that and um yeah lastly finding a way of making this kind of lifestyle a bit more permanent so <laughs> this yeah. year was about exploring and no, just experiencing different cultures but now that we have uh we actually quite like this lifestyle of full-time traveling how can we make this more permanent yeah oh i'm sure who knows, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> do you both write equally or does one do more i think Tina writes more than i do well i think Ed i think we have different things we want to write yeah. about so also Jason's been working a lot on our website and I have literally no patience um, with website <laughs> and I'm not that tech savvy either. So I'm, I'm yeah, more into writing uh, and taking photos. Um, I think we uh, kind of, it, it works quite well in that kind of that balance. So hmm. Nina's, I think, generally a lot more creative than I am. And I, I tend to provide that slightly more practical side of things. So like when we're writing our travel tips, I think Hina provides that kind of the meat on the bones and I just give it the kind of well how can you get there, mm. <laughs> yeah. there you know? or maybe when I'm using the computer and it's not working Jay says just stop pressing buttons and <laughs> give it to me and I'll show you what to do with it so <laughs> just hand it over just... <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't throw it out of the window it's only one machine we've got so. <laughs> well that sounds like a great partnership you know I usually end every uh show by asking um, this question, but actually what I do want to ask you first is where can people find out about you? Um, we've tried to kind of be present as, as much as possible on different platforms. Um, foremost, our website is confusionofcultures.com. Fairly straightforward. Um, you'll find loads of information there. Uh, you can even contact us via there if you need to. Um, social media, you can find us on Instagram, again, at confusionofcultures. Twitter, if you search for Confuse of Culture, unfortunately we can't, we don't have enough letters to really to fill right. Confusion of Culture. Um, but again, this is all linked from our website. So if you start there, you'll find the, all the various social media links. Um, Perfect. We're on, we're on Facebook as well with Facebook, the same yeah. branding. Yeah, but start, we're everywhere. Start on the website. You guys are <laughs> everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. We'll link to all those places too. Great. Um, and then, so yeah, so the, the question I like to ask everyone is what was your most meaningful travel experience? Okay, so I'll, I'll go first then if you want. I think yeah. yours is a bit more interesting. But... No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think generally like over, so before traveling this year, um, I was probably not so outgoing um, in terms of um, forming relationships and meaningful conversations. And so over the past, where are we now? June, July? Over the past six or seven months, it's definitely been something that I've learned is actually the more you can talk to people, the more you can be in tune with the surrounding life when you're traveling, the more benefit there is to you, for you, hmm. uh, the more you'll get out of it. So I definitely would say that's my, 
our most meaningful experience. Yeah, I think I would agree in the sense that this travel experience has been quite meaningful for both of us, hasn't it? Obviously, for different reasons for you. Um, I think for me, I've just found it really liberating. Um, we, you know, we're just traveling with one backpack and not having sort of um, worries about belongings. And it's, it's just been, yeah, quite liberating. Um, but also, you know, this is my first time traveling full time. so. You know, it has really enabled me to look inwards and you know, that um, self-introspection in a way. So that has been quite revealing um, in good ways. <laughs> um, also, just exploring countries um, and cultures um, that I haven't heard such great things about um, has really made me question how much we read out there truly reflects you know, what really the cultures and the countries are like. And, you know, it's been an eye opener. So. It has been a great source, um, I think, for both of us in relation to writing about culture-related blogs and travel tips. So, yeah, no, the past um, six, seven months have been fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Despite lockdown. Despite lockdown, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like you both have are making the most of it. And um, I appreciate what you're saying about so much of our perception of different cultures is presented to us through just like one lens. And I was talking to Jules Road from Travel Jules about that too. And she was saying a similar thing where she went to South Africa and she realized being there that the way it was represented to her was so different than it actually was. And then that led her to go to so many other African countries to sort of um, see what the real, like to create her own um, truth, I think is what was how she put it. And that's so valuable for us to get out there and then share those experiences through a different lens than what we're normally, you know, we're, we're just fed a little bit. So that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, to give an example, uh, when we were going to Guatemala, and that was even before we left, England. Mm. I think some of the people who've never actually been to Guatemala, um, but they had an opinion about that country. And it's, you know, after you know, visiting that country, it's one of my favorite countries in Central America. So, it, yeah, one has to actually go out and travel and experience before making an opinion mm. or judging that place. And that's something I'd say we've learned yeah. in the last several months. Yeah, I think a lot of media, especially in the United States, is very fear-based. Uh, mm -hmm. So then, you know, you get, um, you just get it through that that lens, not necessarily um, an openness to, well, what are the positive things that, that are there? And Jason, I appreciate what you're saying too. I am definitely an introvert. So talking to other people hasn't always been super comfortable but the older i've gotten the more comfortable it's been and i see the value in just chit-chatting with someone you know waiting for a bus you know from another country it's like it opens up this whole perspective and experience that you wouldn't have gotten if you hadn't have just made small talk with someone which i'm not really a small talk person <laughs> you know you have to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone and it is worth it yeah Reminds us of or me of that uh, that trip. We were waiting at a bus stop for about three or four hours. In, yeah, in Costa Rica. Uh, Costa Rica, because yeah. there was literally like two buses a day um, up to Monteverde, and we by the time the bus arrived, there were probably ten people yeah. there, probably from about 
seven different countries mm. and it just makes for such an amazing yeah, it was a, conversation just generally it was about being from Britain, Britain we initially started talking about Brexit obviously because that was going on at the time that's kind of what we talk about generally to other people in Europe um, but actually we learned a lot more yeah. uh, about them uh, generally so it was, it was a really lovely experience mm. actually so bus stops are a great place to talk to people right they are is there anything else you guys want listeners to know no, I think just generally the message from us would be just to stay positive at the moment. Mm. And, you know, if you're an inspiring traveller, really keep planning and keep inspired. Check out our website. Yeah, of course, check out our website. Yes, yeah. of course. And if you like, do share. Yeah, please do shout about it because it's mm. we want we want people to be more interested in culture yeah. when they travel. So, yeah. Yes, lastly, thank you for having us. Yes, on your really podcast. enjoyed Thank you so much for chatting with me. I have enjoyed getting to know you both over Instagram. Um, and it was just great to like actually speak with you and see your faces. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. This has been a great conversation. Likewise. It's been lovely to yeah. actually speak to someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not from each other. Yeah. Right. So nice to meet you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And I am crossing my fingers and toes that you make it to the Caribbean because I want to yeah. see what you have to write about there. And, you know, it just sounds amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Thank take you. care, both of you. Thank you. Again. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Explorer and You podcast. Don't worry. We have a new episode every week. Subscribe so you don't miss it. And don't forget to visit explorerandyou.com for more inspiration and tips. If you want to share the love, you're welcome to send this podcast to others. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.